Alright, man. Y'all know I sound like butter. I try to tell everybody they can call me butter. That's my name now after homecoming. We tuned in to another episode of Talk Ain't Cheap. I want to change it to talk about it. We're going to see. We're talking Ain't Cheap. I want my bro. Uh, Bro, introduce yourself, please. Uh, My name is Jared Spiller. Uh, I'm a recent grad from Louisiana Tech. Uh, serial entrepreneur. I'm talk about, about it. Stuff. I like it. I like it. How did I meet you, Jared? Uh, through a mutual friend. <laughs> a mutual they, friend. They know who she is. Uh, Bree. Bree. Mutual friend. Bree. <laughs> Knowing as hell. All right. So, what's the name of what are we? What are we entitling this episode? Uh, for where I feel like the conversation gonna end up going, I we can title it with your head. I like that. Black dollars matter. Mm-hmm. So why does black dollars matter? Well, even before we get there, what is black dollars to you, bro? Uh, black economics. Okay. Uh, moving our money around within our communities. Okay, that's about as simple as it gets. Mm-hmm. So what? So do you feel that's not happening right now? Oh, for sure. I feel like that's. Oh well, it is in some areas, but I feel like it's not as big as it needs to be. Why is that? Um, I feel like a lot of people are misinformed. Uh, I mean, on a lot of different levels, like a lot of people have self hate issues that don't that keep them from supporting other black businesses. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So you think because I don't like myself, I don't support black businesses? Because people don't have don't associate a certain value with it. Because it's like if you go to the issue that I've seen is like if people go to the Gucci store, the Finney store, something like that, you're not asking them people for a discount. You know what I'm saying? You coming in, you trying to pay full price so you can go flex. You find value in that. But because another person that you know is opening a business or you know them and they have a shirt company, something like that, then you coming in and you ask for discounts off top. It's like, well, why don't you find enough value in their product the same way you find value in somebody else's product? What if the customer service is trash? I mean, you don't go to one Walmart and say it's trash and then stop going there. Or we'll stop going to all Walmarts. What if there's only one Walmart? <laughs> if it's only one Walmart, I still feel like most people wouldn't. You give them multiple chances. Like the same way that people go like, right, or well, a couple of months ago, a few months ago, I heard about something on social media with uh these people having issues with nail techs. These uh, black black women had went in there and they were getting really disrespected by the nail techs. Like, the Asian women that usually do their nails. Yeah, basically. So stuff like that, they don't... Um, You might go to this one black nail tech and then be like, oh, well, they bad. You know, she didn't do my customer service, right, yada, yada. But then you still keep on going to them Asian ladies or you just find another Asian lady shop, but you never stop fooling with just them. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if it's black people, well, that's why I can't spend money with black folks now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That'd be the first thing to come out of people's mouth. I think think it's interesting because it's, it's a lot of different things when it comes to me and why I shop black, but why I don't support certain black people it's not only support people by like like their their uh culture or their race right i support people by the quality of the product and i can support that like i can understand that you know what i'm saying like it's like all right for example if you throw an event right Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm investing my time my energy everyone's talking about it people are supporting it everyone's investing in it everyone's buying into it i'm trying to be there i'm putting the time into my outfit i'm spending money in gas (laughs) i'm getting a haircut i'm you know i'm reaching out to people i'm telling everybody to come out here i'm promoting your brand too right you're spending your energy and you get your party shut down and it looks weird as hell and you hit the lick but everybody else is still in this in this state of influx Right at that point, where's the value in the black dollar? Then, at that point, I feel. Like, hold on, are you talking about a, the situation that just happened the other day? No, no, no. Oh, I'm okay, saying okay. In general, I mean, if oh. I was, I, yeah, but I'm just saying because <laughs> I mean, if you want to be technical, you can say that because yeah. that happens all the time here. Right, right, right. And then people expect you to still support them. I think that comes down to the to the value that they're adding and the value that they're uh, they're giving. You know what I'm saying? If it's a company that like, or if it's something that they're starting out and it's just purely trash then like we can see that and you know you don't keep reciprocating the trash i'm not saying you go out and you keep supporting this bad black business get them up on their shit you know what i'm saying like or i'm sorry i don't know if i know yeah it's, it's my you're oh. talking cheap we're gonna do what we want <laughs> my bad okay just uh black ownership like, you know how that go i i fuck with that <laughs> but you like see all the with all this stuff i don't mean to cut you up but everything is on like yeah i've invested yeah. in myself ain't nobody got nothing like yeah it's my shit i fuck with that yeah, but bro. like like with that like you gotta you know what i'm saying i ain't saying just go support the trash but like if you find somebody good don't just you know what i'm saying like support that pay full into it keep telling people about them like i'm broke right now but i can't wait to go pay full price at fiji restaurant you know what i'm saying i, I want to give that. all the money i can okay that's fair see all right that's fair but i think 
that we need to also develop a standard for ourselves. I agree. And now I, I don't think that we have a dollar amount. Like if you look at the black dollar, right, you'd probably have like, you know, you look at any dollar, there's like a, a, a president, mm-hmm. you'll have a dollar amount, you'll have, uh, you know, some random stuff that they got on it, like in God we trust or some shit that represents the, the dollar standard with the morality right. of it. You know, you have like little secret things. So you have like, um, you know, the eye, the pyramids, things that people don't know, they can't explain. But it's so good, like grape Kool-Aid or some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And that dollar then attributes for all creation of things. It's a tool. It's a platform. It propels it. I think if if there was a standard that we mm-hmm. put on our quote-unquote black dollar, bro, mm-hmm. our shit look like loose leaf right now. Or black construction paper with chalk on it. Because a lot of motherfuckers really don't give a fuck about what they're doing. They're just trying to get a quick lick. And they don't understand that real money don't take. It's not always quick. And there's a process that you got to follow. And that's my problem with a lot of people. They try to do shortcuts to everything. That's why they lose, bro. Yeah, and I agree. And in that process, you devalue the dollar. You think the dollar was made in a day? No. But why the hell do we do? Why do we think so? I think a lot of people want they want microwave success, but that's the generation that we're in. That's gonna be the thing that separates the people that actually like ten years from now when we're looking back, or twenty years from now when we're looking back and it's like, okay, who has actually made progress? The people who was showing up every day, because even when it wasn't pretty, when it wasn't fun, when they wasn't making money, them going to be the people who actually got something valuable to contribute. I got a question because um, you talking about like people being consistent and working mm-hmm. hard. My friend said something to me and it just sat with me. It made me feel very uncomfortable. He's like, everybody wants to be used. And he says, the person who's going to finesse their way to the top, because if you look at the music industry, for example, mm-hmm. the people we hear in the music industry are not the most talented people. Let's right. be honest. Like, I, I'm doing research on Takashi 69 Do you honestly think that Takashi 69 sonically is the most talented artist of our generation right now? No. With the attention He's one of he's the getting. smarter ones, though. True. Because so he understands being viral. Yes. He understands being always on everybody's mouth and always. But that's what's important right now. Like people right now, as a people, we aren't valuing quality. We're valuing, are you the topic of conversation? So I can say he's smart on that too. So, but musically, he's no. suffering. And, <laughs> and, and you know, it's crazy. Who who do you, it's not the smartest people. Well, who do you think is putting these people in the positions that they are? Do you think it's the smartest person or do you think it's the dumbest person? Like, who do you think is really behind it? If you had to put a face to all this shit. Uh, like a, a, I guess you could say more like a character trait behind it. I'd probably say the person, uh, yeah, more one of the smartest people. I wouldn't even think it was one of the dumber people. Like they probably the smartest person taking advantage of a lot of dumb motherfuckers. Basically, especially when it comes to like, and not to say artists are dumb because there's a lot more artists that are educating themselves and trying to know what's going on. But like a lot of artists, even the ones that I know, don't know about certain things as far as like marketing they don't want to get on there and learn no facebook ads you know they don't want to basically be their own social media manager but that's what it takes now you know what i'm saying so like it it, yeah i I definitely think somebody smart at the top that understands okay this is gonna help to leverage to get these people in front of everybody this is what's gonna get them on the landing pages the landing pages is what's gonna get them listens the listens is what's gonna get us money you know that person at the top they making all the moves Mm -hmm. but the one like you a lot of people do want to be used. I agree with that. So, like, what your homeboy was saying, where, like, they come in and, like, Takashi 69 he probably got a 360 deal. He don't care about what's going on. He just want to break. You know what I'm saying? He don't care what message he's sending. He don't care what he's saying. He don't care sonically. He just want to get the bread. So, yeah, that's what I think he want to be used. I can see that, too. No cap. Real G shit. Mm-hmm. I just think it's fucked up though. I can't. But why would I want to work with somebody who doesn't have the same morality as me, or like not same morality, but same moral ethical code in business? Like it sounds like they're bad for business. If that's the case, I mean, you would think, but like he, a lot of people, same way we just said, a lot of people want that microwave success. He he looking at the fact they just offered me a million dollars or like that uh that contract. I'm trying to think. Uh, NBA Young Boy. That's took <laughs> five albums, $200, yeah, yeah, like $1 million dollars or something like that. Yeah, you looking at the short run, I'm gonna be a millionaire, but you're not looking at the long run. Like, they just took money. everything, you know what I'm saying? They took all your creative ability and all the rights to everything, you know. That's a fact, that's a big fact. Okay, all right. So, what are you doing to contribute to the black dollar or to at least acquire your own black dollar? Um, like I said, serial entrepreneur, so I um. 
I've done a little like, in my opinion, I call them smaller hustles. But after learning my new definition of like what a business is, I don't feel like I've ever run a business. So I don't really want to put that per se tag on it. But um, just different other small hustles, I feel like I contribute as far as providing services. I always try to make sure they're, you know, up to par. But at the same time, I know whenever I have money, I try to spend it with black people you know what i'm saying like uh different local brands i I love like sleep is for the rich i like buying any of their stuff that i can't you know what i'm saying like i i tell my girlfriend anytime hey you want some gifts i need you to send me some stuff to some black owned links i'm not buying nothing that ain't black owned you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying i might spoil you but it's about to be spoiled with some black owned at least that way i'm circulating my dollars a little more you know what i'm saying but what if the companies that you're investing into aren't investing into black companies it's kind of like when that money comes in they go it goes right out that I I agree that that's a problem right now, but I would at least at least as far as my contribution, I'd rather make sure that my dollar at least touch one more person hand before I send it straight out the community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus a lot of people where it's just like, well, shit, they gonna spend it as somebody white anyway. Well, at least to help your dollar touch one more person hand. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's the person that's washing your car. So why <laughs> not go to an HBC? You went to Louisiana Tech, right? Mm-hmm. So why not? invest your money your time into an HBCU like grandma state that's right down the road only reason i ended up not going there was because tech ended up being cheaper for me because my mom wasn't alone from there and so with the scholarships and everything it ended up being cheaper for me otherwise i would have went or i would have went to another hbcu but so how important do you feel black spending in hbcus is then because a lot of people don't see the value in it anymore if you want to be technical mm-hmm. like there's a lot of, how many people you saw at homecoming this weekend a lot, a lot. Yeah. How many people do you, how much money do you think Gremlin really has in endowment money from people? People don't donate to Gremlin. Only time these niggas want to donate is if it's fucking homecoming or they're going to be recognized for it or it looks good for their kids or they get something in return. Nobody's just giving money to Gremlin because they see the value in it. I actually like, I had seen or had a slight idea for something like that because like tech, one thing that I like that tech did is that they're, uh, at this point, I think it's 70 or 80% uh, funded by alumni. Mm-hmm. But the thing that they did to enact that or to make that happen was they got um, they got a call, basically the equivalent of a call center on campus. And all that call center does, it hires students, and all they do all day is basically call alumni. Call them and ask we them. We have them. that, too. But oh, niggas do? don't want to talk to them. Like, alumni f- loves the new generation, mm-hmm. loves us. We're so lit. We're popping. They don't like how we might behave. Okay. But they deal with us in doses. They get... That what they get the what they get to enjoy about us, they get to enjoy it at homecoming. That's how lit we are. We don't care. We're young. We're naive. We're having a good time. We're drunk. We, right. we make them feel young again. Right. Alumni loves that. Right. But they do not like Grambling. They well, I know do not like alone. the business that Grambling has done with them for the last couple of years. So I asked that question because when you talk about customer service, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who worked in the call centers and alumni be ripping them apart. Like, yo, I don't hate you. Right. But Grambling never did nothing for me. For example, like, Let's put it like this. If I didn't have my, if I didn't, you know, get my scholarship and work my way to be in that situation, mm-hmm. who's to say that I would have had a really great experience at Grambling? I met a lot of great people through it, but if you're talking about just resource-wise and the things that come with it, right? Who's to say I really would have benefited from it? Um, it's hard to say whether or not you would have benefited from it as far as like mm-hmm. the contribution from the school, but I still feel like the thing is, is like. When you come there, especially if you're an alumni afterwards and you're employed, hopefully it did something for you. You know, either it was a networking connection that you made to help you get that job or just something that you learned maybe on the job made you that much quicker when you got into the job field. But like the thing is, is like we and even going back to the black dollar conversation, we have to start finding value in our own stuff and start contributing to it so that we can bring those things up like gremlin they may not feel like gremlin has done anything for them but the thing is they still not going to be able to do anything for you with a low budget like that's not going to help it make it any better you know what i'm saying but if you can come in and we can try to change that and we can make it to where money isn't the biggest issue then maybe we can or i don't want to say not the biggest issue we can make it to where money isn't as big of an issue then maybe that can help contribute so you think that people need to start investing their talents within uh all right, so basically using talents as collateral mm-hmm. with hopes to basically then help reinvest or gain some kind of value from it. Mm-hmm. Because basically the thing is, is like if there's no traction there and there's none, nobody helping to create any traction, there won't. it just won't appear out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, is right now, 
from a lot of outward looking in, people think it's a like some type of downward spiral. A downward spiral ain't gonna stop without somebody doing something. True. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And uh, we're actually in the process of working on some stuff. Y'all gonna see the family. I got. I walk around with billionaires. I, I tell everybody, everything one k on this side. And right. That's just the walking fee. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm already knowing exactly what you're talking about. Okay, that's real. So why do you think black people have a hard time keeping dollars in our own community? Um. Now to that part, I do feel like it was because of a lot of unfair advantages that were set up before we uh we knew what was going on. So okay. I think a lot of the problem goes back to, in my opinion, integration. Okay. And I know I that's probably gonna be ironic no, considering I the fact I went to a PWI, but like, I feel like a lot of the issues started with that. Yeah. We had black owned businesses, we had people that we were spending money with that were providing quality products, you know, quality services. And then we, you know, got the ability to be able to spend our dollars other places and slowly but surely, our businesses just went down from of there. Of course, because at that point, the standard is basically we was playing dominoes with wood dominoes and they were playing with the new dominoes. Right. But the game's still the same. The skill sets is there, but the way that they play it is the way that they play it. Right. And it looks nicer. And we and don't know how to play the game. Nicer. Well, a lot of us don't. Yeah. So it's like, I get it completely. Like, I went to PWR as well. Mm-hmm. I graduated from the University of Buffalo. I'll be honest with you. I graduated in five years with no, de- with no debt, no loans, an undergrad. Mm-hmm. And I got and to go away for college. So, you know, that means there was funding. There's an opportunity there that I know for a fact there's people at Grambling that are equivalent that are um, just honestly taking on so much debt, bro. Like, yeah, you know, like Grambling has like one of the highest loan default rates in the nation. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's like the average uh, Grambling student for an in-state will pay for four and a half years. That's how it takes for them to graduate uh, over one hundred twenty-six thousand dollars. See, that's like I said, I, I would have went, but it was cheaper for me to go to take. So like I can feel that. <laughs> and you got you see them buildings, bad. Right. You see like mold in places, bad. And I'm saying this because the thing with me, people hate when I speak, but it's kinda like when you love something, I think you gotta criticize it. I agree with that. Like how do you make something better if you tell it nothing but compliments? Right. Like I'm only gonna work on the things that I see that I need to improve on. I'm not gonna keep if I know I got the three down pack, I'm not gonna keep practicing the three. Right. <laughs> Nigga, nah. Like, I'm going, okay, I could hit the three, but I can't play the game because I can't play defense. I got to start working on defense. The three going to be my bread and butter no matter what. So I'm already known. That's why it's kind of like I look at Grambling as a place because this is an incubator. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand. I really do plan on establishing a business in Grambling. Not Rustin. Mm-hmm. In Grambling. And if I do it in Rustin, it'll be more as of a retirement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like living in Rustin, mm-hmm. um, the property tax is high as hell, though. but the resources that I need, I think, for the lifestyle I'm gonna live, this is gonna be better tax breaks for someone like me if I'm yeah. rich. Because this is what the richest city in Louisiana mm-hmm. may not look like it, <laughs> but I know for a fact with all the crazy shit that goes on in Jonesboro and all these other places, and for the fact that nothing ever happens in Rustin. Oh, yeah. Oh no! Trust, trust and believe. It's exactly how they want it. Like the the people who have the money, they want it to be like this. It's just as quiet as they like it. <laughs> it's no, you know, no smoke in the city. But that's exactly how it, they want to keep it. It doesn't make it profitable. It doesn't make it live. It doesn't make it appealing to anybody. But again, that's how they want to keep it. Mm-hmm. So I and I, and it's been that way for years. Like having growing up here, it's just. It's been like that for a while. It's just now getting to a point to where a lot of people are looking to expand it and they're looking to get a, you know, grow a little bit more. But that's also because the schools are growing and the schools basically generate the majority of the economic like push around here. You know what I mean? So like when to the point to where when people when it's summertime and all the students are gone, people can't get no jobs. True. Because it's like, well, what I'm gonna hire you for? I just lost half the capacity that I needed. You know. So. So basically. One of the biggest issues for Grambling State University is that Grambling State University is the only economic source in Grambling. Mm-hmm. That's that. In my opinion, that's that's one of the major issues because the only things that actually survive around Grambling are the things that the students fund. Think about it. Like, um, I know, shoot, I'm blanking on his name, but the black man who uh, do the letters and whatnot, he do uh, sell 
Greek apparel and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, that there. store right there. Right, uh, Realities. Realities been there for years, but the reason he been there for years is because of the fact that Gremlin alumni at homecoming, uh, Gremlin students who need new Perry, who cross organizations, things like that, they keep him in business. You know what I'm saying? And like and like Fiji, I'm gonna be mad as hell at Gremlin if they don't help keep that man in business. I'm gonna come up there and spend my dollars on wings, but like. That is a specific spot that, like, that little strip, Gremlin has always kept that little strip in business. Mm. So it's like w- that is the only reason it's the, the main issue that it's not a lot more stuff there. But I would like to see a lot more things brought to Gremlin. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's unfair that people have to take shuttles from Gremlin all the way to the neighborhood of Walmart or mm. all the way to Walmart. Speak about, <laughs> talk about if I'm a nigga from New York. <laughs> Come on, I know you baby. had even worse. Man. I'll tell you this though, Gremlin does make you, force you to collaborate though. Mm-hmm. Because if you do not collaborate, you do not get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, how the hell did I get here? Bree had to come get me. I got you. We would not have met. We would not have smoked. If Bree herself was not like, yeah, you guys need me. How I met Bree, my, one of my clients. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like one of those things that in this place, you kind of have to get co signed into everything. Yeah. It's like a referral for everything in this place. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if you... Referrals are, are like, just kind of law down here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well, I know such and such. Or who your people, such and such. Oh, okay, that can open so many doors for you. I, I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit as far as locally, that's how I got the majority of my jobs. Oh, your people, such and such? Oh, yeah, come on in. We'll give you an interview right now. What? So it didn't matter that I had a resume and then I came in here professionally. You had to know my people. Like, but white people do the same thing though. Oh yeah, for sure. Jewish people, you already know how they go, bruh. <laughs> like, I mean, but that's that's how, in my opinion, a lot of them gatekeep. But like, we hadn't got, or well, a lot of us, in my opinion, hadn't got to the point to where that's the same thing that we do. You know what I'm saying? We got to be like, oh, okay, we don't know y'all, we don't know y'all, we don't hire y'all. But the problem with the gatekeeping is, is that people don't know how to collaborate in order to develop that relationship that you can't enforce it. Yep. Like I, I understand. Like I, I speak to a lot of people, and a lot of people really don't like me like that. Mm-hmm. Not because of who I am, but what I am from, mm-hmm. and what I am not as like comforting about. Like with me, I'm gonna tell you how it is. I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep talking, and it's like, oh, you said you talking like this because you're from New York. You had all these opportunities. You got this. You got that. Oh yeah, you know, Doctor Morfield picked you up from the airport. Doctor Lee let you stay with her for a semester while you got on your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you don't got a car, but you know, everyone's gonna make sure you good. But for somebody else who's from here, that's not the norm for them. Mm-hmm. So I get that aspect, but the gatekeep gotta come when people wanna collaborate. That's why everything works in my favor because I collaborate. Right. I'm not afraid to be like I don't have. I'm not afraid to be like I need help. I'm not afraid to say that I'll help you. I'm That's, not afraid to say like, we need to come together. I agree with that. That's one of the biggest issues I've seen in a lot of people is that they don't like they don't like to ask for help. Like me, I'm a major proponent of help. Like if you if you know something, you know some knowledge, or you can point me in the right direction that I need to know, why not ask? You know what I'm saying? Why not? The worst you can do is tell me no, and I'm in the same position where I was. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people don't, I don't know, I feel like they'd be afraid to ask questions and, like, afraid to try to work with people, especially, like you said, with collabing. You never know how networking can get you into stuff. Especially with ideation, too. Like, that's, that intellectual property is a motherfucker, and niggas are not allowed to learn it. Like, me, especially, like, bro, I have, right now, Mm -hmm. shit. Uh, if I was on some like on some ideas stuff, I got probably some writer credit. I know for a fact I got one D Jackson song. Mm-hmm. So he got a song called Social Media. Stay on social media if you ain't got no money. I got a video of how that shit came about. Right. I got songs with Bally, just because I was around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I have stuff with Roe. I got I got maybe six hits with James the Third. Mm-hmm. You know, you talking about the lab. You know what I mean? Radio Lab, Mass Comm Department, Banquet. Like, just you talking about ideas and branding and concepts and stuff like that. A lot of people were not thinking like that before I came up here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what intellectual property is. It's, it's the value of giving knowledge in hopes of adding value to you. Right. Because I feel like the black dollar matters when we don't make the same mistake twice. I agree with that. Like, like I know... Um, Kanye said some out-of-pocket things, but he did say, like, it was black people's fault for being in slavery for four years, right? Like, slavery was black versus what? Because it's one thing if you made a mistake the first time, mm-hmm. 
Oh, it was a one thing a uh, second time. But if you stayed in slavery, mm-hmm. at that point, is who's at fault for that? When you had the opportunity to not get out of it. Right. And I mean, and people like even opportunities that we aren't taught about. Like one thing I had, I know at least I wasn't talk about or taught about was uh, Ebo Landing and uh, anybody li- listening to it, IGBO, Ebo Landing, uh, where basically these slaves have been brought over here and like on the way over on the ship, they killed the, the people that was trying to bring them over. And then they was like, oh, shoot, we in foreign land. We don't know where we going. Rather than be enslaved, we would rather walk back into the water and commit mass suicide before we go enslave ourselves. And I think that type of stuff was what Kanye even was talking about when he was saying, like, it's a choice. Like, they chose death over being enslaved. The same Killmonger quote that everybody was loving when it came out. Kanye basically rephrased it and said it in a different thing, and people didn't like it when it came out of his mouth. You know what I'm saying? But I I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you to an extent, a lot of the time, be a master of your fate. And like a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of the issue with a lot of black people is the fact that like, okay, we understand that the disadvantages are here. You acknowledge them, we do our best to overcome them. And then from there, we gotta keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? We gotta, the disadvantages, look at them, look at them as opportunities to provide for other people. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that we have to go outside of our own community to get the support we need to create the wealth that we need? I don't think so. Not as not as much as a lot of people make it out to be. We have a lot of people that do a lot of things. We just don't reach out to them or try to learn from them. Like mm-hmm. my my main thing that I've been interested in or learning about for like the past few months and stuff has been real estate. Mm-hmm. I never knew the wealth of knowledge that was available via like social media, like mm-hmm. just social media, just repurposing my Instagram and my Twitter and following a bunch of investors, black investors, you of know course. what I'm saying? And those people telling me like, hey bro, you need some help, hit us up, you know what I'm saying? Or they dropping tips constantly, you know what I'm saying? Different things like that, you know, seminars, different courses. Like I'm in a course right now, a real estate course. Um, different things like that, they just can't help and there are people in it that are already doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, are you gonna reach out to those people or try to learn from those people or learn from their example. Nah, uh, you're right. You're definitely right. Um, yeah, that's about right. I can't even say you're wrong. I just think, like I said, it's my issue. People get knowledge, but they don't do shit without it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of like faith without work is dead. Mm-hmm. Knowledge without work or knowledge without cultivation is the same thing. I agree. I and definitely agree. That's what I see a lot of issues in our communities. It's kind of like People here are so afraid to even try and fail that they don't try at all. And then they expect you to then be okay with the excuses or okay with the lackluster services because they make <laughs> the same fucking mistakes without trying to understand it. Mm-hmm. Or we're super sensitive. Or we're super, we can't take criticism. I agree. Like, man, man, one of my clients, man, listen, has the potential to be a billionaire at, like soon, mm-hmm. soon. Just need to know how to, one, not blur business and pleasure, mm-hmm. and two, just ask for help and take criticism. Right. Like, that's it. And and, and be able to say that I'm wrong. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of motherfuckers in our community can't even say that they're wrong, bro. And it's I'm not saying this to condemn us, because I love Man, my mom was a black woman. My, my dad is a black man. I got family. Everybody black as hell. You know, <laughs> even my white family members, got love for them, too. Because they are good people. But, you know, I think I embody what it means to be a good black man doing better. Right. And some motherfuckers, just, I just can't, I can't do it, bro. I can't do it. Because it's like, at what point do you want to get better for just more than yourself? At what point you would you use this collaboration because you want to actually see the benefit of what it will do for everything around you that's just, just not dollars and cents? Like, mm-hmm. that black dollar ain't just money. Right. Because money ain't shit. It's a piece of paper. It's a tool. Right. It's a platform. Like, money is what it is, bro. If I came to you and I'm like, bro, you know what? I can't even meet with you. Come to this beautiful-ass studio downtown, Rustin, on the water and stuff like that. And you don't got to worry about how you feel when you can talk about anything you want and nothing being a bother to you. And you have no service, so you can just do whatever you want, talk about whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I give you food, weed, liquor, <laughs> everything you fucking want. Mm-hmm. Just to be yourself completely. It's going to be a different kind of quality. Agreed. So it's like, why are we so afraid to make that happen if it's going to come with some bump and bruises on the way? Because a lot of people don't want to ride them bumps and bruises out. Like, the thing is, is like, you got a lot of people nowadays, in my opinion, that like, don't, 
they don't have enough faith in the end picture to go through the bullshit in the middle. Like True. it gotta, you gotta really have faith in like what you're doing and believe that on the other end that that is the way that you need to go. But you gotta reassure people too, though. True. True. Oh no! Nah. Like I always, I, that's that's why I feel like like what you said is so important as far as networking and being around like-minded people. Like that's one of the main things. A lot of the investors and people that I follow, like that they say, like surround yourself with like-minded people because those like-minded people are gonna be the folks to tell you, like, keep on going. Even when shit's hard, it's gonna be all right. Like when some shit goes south and like all your business deals are going in the trash and it's just like, God damn, what am I about to do to make the bills work next month? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like those going to be the people that be like, Hey bro, either I confront you for a month. Let me get you that loan. Cause they happy. They getting interest <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? Whatever else. Or the fact that like, those will be the same people that will support you and help you out. You know True. what I mean? Cause they understand exactly what you're doing as well as you. True. True. That's about right. Cause it's like it's all about building yourself up and also helping to build others up with you. In my opinion, yeah. So all right, boom. So let's get there. How do we get there? How? Where we uh, at? Where do we start? What's the What's the move? Who are we talking to? What do we? Cause at this point, like if you know me, the streets know Cletus don't play. I don't wait on my bread. Right. I I but I will say that I have some demons in me that I'm still learning how to fight. And my thing was being afraid to make too much money too fast. Mm -hmm. And not like Like I have a poverty mentality sometimes Like All my clothes is thrifted All Like everything second hand Like My cars be second hand Third hand Fifth hand Like My stuff be second hand Third hand Fifth hand And I do it because obviously I gotta save mm -hmm. But then when I do get the bread Instead of like really Flipping it Or investing it Or taking them really risky Hard flips mm -hmm. I'll let it sit Just because I know I need to have Like protection for a rainy day When others They just go and just Right. I, it look good. It sound good. Fuck it. Go. <laughs> Go. And get there and win big. I just don't have that in me. And I felt like I was always afraid to make a lot of money because when I did, mm -hmm. stuff either something bad would happen or people start around me start acting different, looking at me mm -hmm. different. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I feel you. I feel like it takes it takes like the preparation before you get it. You know what I mean? Like uh, some of the investors, again, I, I'm going to talk about a lot of the people that I follow and I listen to because I like to listen to a lot of different influences and kind of discern what I feel like is important out of it. But uh, one of the main things that they say is kind of like just plan for you rich while you, blow, while you broke. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, why are you why are you still broke? You know, I got it already, you know, in my little notepad on my phone or different things like that. Like, okay, what streams of income do I want? You know what I'm saying? If When I get money, where am I going to put it? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? What am I going to do with my first thousand, my first two thousand, my first three thousand, four thousand, five thousand? You know, I already know what I'm finna do with this extra money before it even get there. So then when it get there, I, if, if I don't put my money in that, the only person I can blame is myself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And at least I know, you know, I, I feel like that's actually a lot of the biggest, the biggest part of the issue as far as where we should start to help with, with people moving and taking action. It needs, a lot of it need to be education. Like yeah. a lot of people don't know what to do with their dollars once they get them. You know what I'm saying? Okay, how is me going and spending my whole check at Sears versus me spending my whole check over here with, um, I don't know, Fenty or something like that. How, how is that different? How, are, how am I supporting or not helping in one instance and other stuff, you know? That's true. Cause a lot of people, and I, I'm, I'll take blame for it. I don't, when shit happens in the fan with companies like Starbucks or Jordans and they're like, oh, people are racist and stuff like that, H&M, low-key, high-key, you kind of could tell that already mm -hmm. ahead of time and you just don't pay attention. Like, or didn't care to pay attention. Exactly. H&M discounts was too nice. Like, if you look at the what you call it, I think they, they came back and they reported that after they had that whole monkey in the, you know, monkey in the jungle or whatever was on that shirt, that bullshit. Like after that, they did a big ass sale and they did some of their best numbers that year. Why? Because black people like to make shit go viral, but we don't turn around and then not shop with them. You Talk know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talk about it. But it's like, that's not going to help things. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to make them not want to do shit like that again. If I just had my biggest day after disrespecting y'all, nigga, what that's going to I'm going to keep disrespecting the fuck out of you. That's what I'm saying. Like that's different shit like that. We had to get to a point and I think that's something that the older black economic leaders and like leaders really understood. So like MLK understood, let me hit them in the pockets and say, we not riding the bus. Talk no more. about it. You know what I'm saying? Once we say we not riding the bus no more and then we got that economic power over our dollar, 
then they be like, oh shit, hold up, Let, let's listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute, they 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 taking their money back. You know what I'm saying? So like on you know, different shit like that, that's when we really need to be able to come together and like you said, be able to have that standard where it's like, all right, not only is I'm not riding the bus, ain't none of us riding the bus. We just emptied all your but buses. Like I said, you it, it's like a whole slave mentality. Like you know, a lot of slaves stayed stayed in, in that situation mm-hmm. past slavery. Yeah. And they didn't want to change, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, like, I feel like a lot of people would change if they knew it was a if they knew it was a different opportunity out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I might and I might be being too optimistic in this, but I feel like a lot of people would do better if they knew better. True. It's I, just a, I, I feel like a lot of folks don't know no better. I agree. I agree completely. But, or they haven't seen anything better. That too, because that's especially like, and I don't know if that's something that you've seen uh, from being like from northern states. I know in the south, like people only go as far as what they can see. You know what I'm saying? Like if I've seen that before, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? But until I've seen somebody do it, they can't. Uh, a lot of them that I know can't go further with just the imagination. Like all I need is I know I gotta have this, 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 and this. The money and boom, let's make it happen. They don't believe in their own creativity enough to be able to make something there that wasn't there i agree that makes sense it does make sense so it's basically bringing back chocolate cities and and basically turning the impossible possible mm-hmm. as close as your eyes can see it mm-hmm. that's that's really what a lot of people be on it's like well all i've ever known is that my uncle my dad and his dad was truck driver so uh well if I don't want to go to school uh, the only other hustle I know is truck driving well it's like well I mean you can own trucks you know what I'm saying you can there's such a thing as a brokerage there's like there's a bunch of different ways to make money in the game but it's like a lot of it be just I've never been exposed to it so I don't know nothing about it so I ain't gonna fool with it I get it completely get it completely okay so what's next what else Um, what else education education the next step after that is business ownership Okay. Because uh, business ownership will give us, that's the thing, business ownership, there's different ways to compete that a lot of people don't think about, in my opinion. Like, we we as black people are used to only competing based off price. Yes. But there are more ways to compete. You know, you can come in and I just offer such a great service that you're willing to pay me extra. You know what I'm saying? I can come in and uh, maybe certain things are like, like. One thing I think about uh, off dump just from family hustle, my grandma told me about uh, that they used to do back in the day was like cleaning companies, black people, because that was one of the jobs that they had already. So they do little minor cleaning companies, but all they ever knew how to do was compete on price. Well, the reason that that messed them up in the long run was because if all you're ever doing is competing on price, you never budget well enough. How you going to hire employees? True. You didn't budget for them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? How are you going to uh, how are you going to hire marketing? True. You running at such a thin budget that you can't even make the next moves that you need to make. So like we have to learn how to compete on different things. You know what I'm saying? Who's out there providing? And but also in us competing on different levels, it will make different businesses. So like you might have, uh, you know, your shirt hustle, right? And you provide these, you know, luscious ass. You know what I'm saying? Sure, shirts hard. that's that's like goddamn them silk shirts. They're like, but your silk shirts might run fifty. You know what I'm saying? They might be $50 a shirt, but that's the service. That's worth that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas my cheap shirt might be $15, but you like what it say on it. You know what I'm saying? Both businesses can exist and both can thrive because the thing is when somebody broke and they just want a shirt to throw around in the weekend, they might come pick up my shit. But when they want to ball out and they want to be fresh, they might come pick up your shit. Either way it go, we can both survive, but a lot of black people don't understand that we can compete in different ways so people either don't hop in a hustle because they feel like they stepping on somebody's feet or they don't hop in a hustle because they don't know any other way to compete true but i feel like business ownership is the next level because then after we own the businesses we can be making sure that the majority of our money is being funneled into them people you know what i'm saying so it might be nikki over here who do toes and like we was talking about earlier her her service is trash but she cheap <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so somebody going to her yeah. and then it might be you know trina over here that got the the top of the line nails and but you can't afford it but you can't afford it but certain people can you know what i'm saying and they come in there and they ball out and that's mm-hmm. how she make her living you know what i'm saying but it's like like I say, both can exist and both can succeed. But the sooner that we get all of them up and rolling, then that'll get to a point to where, all right, we're putting more of our dollars into our own people's hands. Now, when we say, okay, our businesses are going on strike, or when we say our employees or our people or whatever are going on strike, we hold a little bit more leverage. We hold a little bit more economic pool. So then when we come into the government and we say, hey, 
y'all need to stop fucking shooting us. They be like, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to do body cams. No, nah, fuck that. We're not paying taxes. Y'all need to stop shooting us. Then they be like, oh, shit, goddamn, hold on. They, they withholding tax money? Y'all niggas can't do that. Well, you can't arrest all of us. Oh, wait, hold on. Damn, that, that would kind of be a problem to arrest them all. Fuck, all right. I mean, well. they do got the prisons for it. Oh, yeah, no, they do. I'm just saying, you know, hypothetical situation. So let's talk about that. Private prisons. What's going on? Uh, I feel like in, it's bad incentives. Like, in, uh, one of my teachers used to say, incentives make the world go round. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what's going on, in my opinion, from watching, like, you know, 13th and different documentaries and reading up on it and shit, is basically that the officers, the sheriffs, all of them have an incentive to lock people up. Now, what that incentive may be is different things. You know, I've heard shit as wild as saying that they have quotas. You know what I'm saying? I've heard certain things where they're saying like, well, basically they locking them up because when they lock them up, that's extra employees for the businesses that they running inside of the private uh, prisons. Now the businesses are, they want to make sure those do well because shit, that's what they stock. They 401k and everything is invested into for the prison. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? When you doing shit like that, it's like, well, shit, I need to lock up these motherfuckers so I can retire. But like that, those type of incentive programs shouldn't be in place. That's what causes a lot of the issues when you arresting people that don't have to be arrested because you trying to make sure that the doors stay open on that prison. Hashtag change the incentives. Hashtag put it on the shirt. I said it here first. (laughs) I like it. I like it. No cap. I like that shit. That's a fact. Change the incentives because right now, what do you feel are some of the incentives for black people to shop black then? Because, nigga, I'll be real with you. And, I, and we mm-hmm. say nigga as a term of endearment here. I understand. <laughs> if, you, if you've been through a struggle and you're not where you need to be yet, then shit, nigga, you know how this shit go. Exactly. I don't have no time to know your name. Just know I know your face and next time I see you, it's love. Exactly. All right then. So, you know, what what what, what do you think should be the incentives for black people to shop black then? Because outside of just being black, that's not going to cut it. Especially for mm-hmm. someone like me. Like, I have been exposed to a lot of different things. Certain things, I'm sorry. I know it's going to sound crazy, but just me being born black in America and understanding your struggle does not cut it. Right. Because I've been exposed to different kind of people, mm-hmm. different kind of lifestyles, different kind of experiences that has also raised my standard of what I think I deserve as a person who is going to spend money. Right. What well, period? I, I know what I bring to the table. I know how hard I work to get to that table. I know how to make that table always work mm-hmm. and make sure that anybody who comes to my house always eats. Right. But that's because that's how I've worked to get to that point. Doesn't mean I should just give it to you willingly because you're trying to get to that point. Right. If you're not doing the proper things to get to that point. Well, what I, in my opinion, that's why I think a lot of people, uh, I'm, which I'm going to tie this in, but that's why I think a lot of people have it confused when they be like, uh, it's too many people trying to be the chief and not enough people trying to be the Indians. The thing is, it's like when you first coming in, and that's what I, I had to learn with the investing shit, you always be the Indian. Because you got to be the person that, like you, like we said before, you got to provide some type of value to them other people. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, is, you might have to come in and you might have to be somebody employee for a little while. But that is what helps you to where you can get your seat at the table because you you paid your dues. You know what I'm saying? You worked for them. You helped them out. You did something to where I provide enough value to you to where it was, okay, well, shit, I might actually put you in a different position. Or let me teach you what I'm doing now because I think you've been around long enough. You might be more valuable in this position. You know what I'm saying? Like different things like that have to be, I guess, kind of the the up, the the way to upgrade. Let me put it like that. You put in your work and that helps you upgrade. As far as like why you should, uh, why should, or what should the incentive be to shop with black businesses other than the fact of, um, other than the fact that they're black, I mean, first, I kind of like I I want to harp on the fact that I feel like that should that should almost make it automatic. If mm-hmm. we can create those type of communities and those type of like like shopping miles, shopping well, not, not even just that. We should make it to the point to where it's convenient. It's more convenient for you to shop black and buy black than it is for you to go do it, do it anywhere else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like. I listen to different people and they sound like when you go to different and I mean even with what I've seen when you go to different cities it'll be like okay this is the Hispanic side of town on the Hispanic side of town it's not that they're choosing to buy Hispanic just literally damn near every shop is Yo, Hispanic why the fuck don't we have Chinatowns why don't black people not have their own black nigga town? That's the issue. Like, what, opinion, bro? If you create those, then we don't even have yeah, to worry about... We be cooking better than <laughs> all them niggas, bro. Cat, bro, you mean to tell me Chinese food is better than most, like, home-cooked black meals that you'll get on a Monday through Friday, like, uh, on a Sunday from your mama? 
Bruh. Like, nigga, look at Popeyes. Popeyes <laughs> is like the most rushed version of black food ever. Ever. And see how how that well that shit. It's every fucking way. Hmm? I agree. I but I think that's I think that's part of the issue. Like I feel like it's. But the thing is, is like that is the most rushed shit ever. But it's everywhere. So like it's convenient. So even if I wasn't intentionally trying to buy a chicken from them, well, damn, I just popped up. I just passed the Popeyes. It's convenient. I just passed two Popeyes. I will fuck. Let me go ahead and buy some Popeyes. Popeyes. And it's cheap as hell. That too. But it's not good for you. Exactly. So the quality's not there. So even if it is cheap, you're still coming out less on the quality. You know what I'm saying? All right. But then the the other incentives, like, in in my opinion, the other incentives should be the fact that, like, as black people, we should be able to provide, in my opinion, services that are much more tailored to to our own people. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, like my girlfriend, for example, she not only wants to open a hair salon, but particularly natural hair salon. Mm. Why? Because of the fact that, like, there's not that many of them. Queens be going through it. That's why we see them ugly ass wigs from the Chinese restaurant. Exactly. Talk about it. Got so it from the chicken, the horse that they <laughs> gave us to eat. Exactly. So with that being said, like we should be able to tailor our services to the point to where it's like, damn, I want to go there because they provide that services just like, damn, that's the, that, that, that felt at home. You know what I'm saying? Or that was like right on the spot, exactly what you needed. Like you go there and she can be in your hair and knowing exactly what's going on with your with your textures and whatnot because of the fact of that's the same hair she got in her head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus if you go to the other place, you might have to deal with somebody that don't know how to do your hair. You know what I'm saying? Or you might deal with somebody that's talking about you in another language while they're doing your feet. Like, nah, that ain't, you know, that should be the other incentive. It's like you get to go to a, a place that feels more comforting and welcoming to your own type. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're not going to treat you bad just because you're black in here. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? I feel it. But why don't Alright Last What is an incentive? Do you have any more I'm like Man listen You know we black And you know black people Try to finesse everything bro Everything bro I feel like that's part of the problem <laughs> We can't We can't finesse everything Like we At least when it comes to Paying each other Cause see like When you learn about The cost of doing business You realize that Shit is at the most expensive When it's first getting started True So the thing is It's like in my And this is my theory about it mm-hmm. If we come in and we automatically asking our own people for discounts off dump. Then how do we they are devaluing our product? We devaluing the product, and then how are they ever going to get to the point to where they can offer you the cheaper shit because of the fact that you robbing them at the beginning, Talk and they still it. gonna have the same exact bills? Like like you got two you got two uh, hair shops right here, right? Both of them got to get their shit imported. Both of them got to do, you know what I'm saying? They got to do inventory. They got to do, you know, they got to keep the lights on in that motherfucker. They got to pay all the bills. They going to have similar bills. But if you coming in and you asking for discounts at one because you don't value them or you feel like, oh, that's your homegirl. She's supposed to give you the discount. And you going over here and you paying the other people full price. You don't think that full price somewhere along the line is going to end up going further for them when it comes to advertising. True. When it comes to their bills. True. When it comes to the cost of doing business. True. Like, by asking for discounts and always trying to jip our own people at the front and trying to finesse, we end up fucking over the businesses in the long run. All right, so I got a question. What's up? Do you believe that black men have a huge role in... The downfall of the black woman, of the black. <laughs> you said in the the role of the black people, black woman, the black woman. Yeah, how do we clean that up? Because I'll be real with you, black women are what the no, women as a whole is what the number one consumer of what shit goods Products. in general. Yeah. Yes, they. If you sell a woman a dream, she'll buy the fuck out of it. <laughs> that is why what niggas do it. Right. No cap. Right, true shit. So how do we how do we clean it up? We gotta clean it up because there was a time where we were functioning correctly, and when mm-hmm. men were monogamous, or if even if they weren't monogamous, they brought they breeded focus. Right, things kind of happen when you become focused. When right. you have one woman to deal with rather than thirteen. Oh, I or agree. Or even if you had thirteen, if you, you know how to handle and organize it correctly, it could be very beneficial to you. Look at Fela Kuzi. <laughs> Talk about it. Hey, I I think that basically. With as far as cleaning the act up, it needs to be something done on both sides because okay. I want basically the dudes to understand that basically everybody that you know that you haven't seen do certain actions doesn't mean that they don't do that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Don't mean that they don't do that behind closed doors. Everybody got to do the checking of their homeboys and shit. If you see you got a man and he wilding, get your mask. But True. on the same flip side, 
I also want like women to understand, and this is not trying to be any type of victim blaming, I promise. But I want them to understand that on the flip side, most niggas do things, and, and like you said, we can be blunt. Most niggas do things for pussy. Niggas not gonna continue actions, in my opinion, that don't get them pussy. It, one way or another, that action, if they refuse to let that shit go, has gotten them pussy before in the past. So it has to be, like you said before, as far as having a standard with the businesses, we have to have a standard on both sides. That's how we kept things going and that's how things were better in the past. I think it went back to the standards. I agree. I agree completely. I think there needs to be a standard. I think uh, women need to hold themselves to a higher standard first because men are followers right now. Like, there's not a lot of men, black men leaders. We've seen that. Name, name real talk. Like, as not an athlete, that's not a drug. Who's a real black man that you can look up to today and be like, that's who I want to be like. That's not like really super fucked up or super like misogynistic or said some things that are really hard to swallow. Like, for me, it'd be like Charlamagne God, mm-hmm. Steve Harvey, uh, Diddy, uh, Drake, LeBron mm-hmm. James. Yeah. These are my political figures. Right. Kevin Hart. Like what? <laughs> like these are the these are the people out here, Hollywood baby. Like the these are the people for other people, Lil Wayne, uh mm-hmm. Smack from URL. Like you want to talk about who are real figures that we have to look up to. These are the only guys that you can honestly say are those guys. Mm-hmm. DJ Academics is some niggas. Like True. really, bro? True. Like I feel like but part of that I feel like how to explain it's it's partly, in fact, the media. Like, it's the, the issue is the media and exactly what they feed us and what they show us. But on the flip side of it, I feel like it's also us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we as a people, we like to promote the negativity and the bad shit, but, like, we don't talk about as much good shit as a lot of people do. Like, I remember uh, just using for an example on this front, like, I'm a Nipsey Hussle fan. I like yes, Nipsey Hussle. Nips. But the thing is, is, like, I remember when he said, Nips. when he said those, those comments, I'm a big Crit fan as well, but Talk I remember when it. Nipsey, when Nipsey made those comments about, uh, that, that were taken somewhat inflammatory about, like, homosexual people and different things like that, like, that caught so much more clout than the fact that the next week the nigga was opening a school. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how do we care more about the fact that he's opening, or excuse me, these inflammatory comments that he's made more than the fact that, and not to say that that's not an issue. If you caught flame, or excuse me, you had feelings about that, you felt triggered about it, not to say that that wasn't important, but damn, why couldn't we put just as much on a platform, yeah, the same type of energy behind the fact that the man was opening a school the next week? You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of shit is an issue. We have to make sure that we're talking about the other people that are doing other things. Like, I, I found it so cool when that video of Dirt, uh, Lil Dirt, I'm not even a Lil Dirt fan, but mm-hmm. I saw that video where he was talking about how he invests in, uh, in trucks mm-hmm. and different things like that. Like, he owns his own trucking company. He invests in different things like that. I, I think all that different stuff is cool as far as the entertainers that we do have that are leaders are trying to push people in the right direction. It's just people are either hearing it or they're not receiving it the right way. Because I feel like a lot of people are... Jay Z whole album, whole last album was telling folks to invest, get your money right, yep. do things right as far as your money. Yep. But who listened? You know, some listened, some didn't. You know, four 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 was hard. Ooh, four and four then, four was so hard, bro. And then like even even other people who don't like talk about it as explicitly, but if you look into what they do, like it took a minute T.I. for me to find out about Young Dolph. Like I didn't Dolph invest in real estate. Dolph invests in like all types of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And basically, he almost got a set up almost like what LeBron did. He got homeboys who specialize in different things. He went and made his money, however he made his money. <laughs> and then he came back and he reinvested it with them. That come back to what we was talking about all the way from the beginning of the conversation. Helping other people, networking, working together, and then putting your money in with your people. That's the solution. That's the only way we're going to get out of it. That's the way they got out their situations. That's the only way we're going to get out of our situations. And I, I, my final question before we, we end this whole thing, because you said something I really, 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 really enjoyed. Oh, I liked it. It was cool as hell. You said that you got like multiple side hustles, mm-hmm. which in terms is that multiple stream of income that people always speak about, mm-hmm. especially with black economics. I think it's such a different. I want to be, I'm going to reach out to my OG soon because he's a specialist in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring that interview to y'all. When I have it, it's going to be hard. I'm telling y'all, we're going to get that stuff going for real, for real. Um, we need side hustles. Like you look at Jay-Z, you look for at sure. Dre. We, there really isn't really a lot of black people. 
African American people, mm-hmm. specific, specifically, like that has made it to that promised land that you'd say, mm-hmm. without multiple streams of income. Like you look at what Jay Z has, like mm-hmm. uh, he, I think, had Amaretto at the time. He had Sean. Uh, he had uh, Rockaware. He had Which all he those flew. artists. He had um, all. Oh, <laughs> Nigga has Rock Nation Sports, mm-hmm. Live Nation, like all this stuff. Um, he's done so much. So I think there are things that when it comes to our black economic spending is different. Like mm-hmm. how we have to become billionaires is different. And that's something we can't be taught from people who are not from our community. Agreed. Agreed. But I definitely, I even think that it's, I think the the easiest formula, in my opinion, is find something you like, you find a way to make a business around that. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, you find a way to make a business around that, and then from there, you build an ecosystem around it. So, like, me and my homeboy was talking about the other day, he an EMT in uh, Lafayette. Mm-hmm. The dude who uh, started that company is called Acadian. Dude started the company. He started out with him and like three homeboys. Again, you have to network. Uh, he started out Fox. with like three homeboys. He had, they had like four or five trucks. They went from owning a bunch of ambulances to next thing they owned was the airlifts. So now, however you need to get to the hospital, they got you. They went from owning the trucks, the airlifts to the next thing was the school. So now if you trying to become an EMT in that area, number one, okay, boom, this helps our recruiting. And then number two, they making money off that. But like just saying all that to say they built kind of an ecosystem around what they were already doing. So like find you a hustle, find whatever you like to do. You know what I'm saying? You might do graphic design. You like to do flyers. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Well, you start off with flyers. You might then move out to album covers. Mm -hmm. You might then move to, you know, different, you might do logos. You might do business cards. Now you're doing, you know what I'm saying, full-blown merchandising for artists or for stores or for other things like that. You can create an ecosystem around what you want to do. You know what I mean? That's one of the biggest things I feel like is an issue also in the black community that, like, we teach people our traditional routes, but we don't try to help them find a way to make their route profitable, like Mm -hmm. what they like profitable. And I feel like that's really cool about what you do with your group, like with, with consulting and helping people because it's like, a lot of people have a passion behind certain things, but nobody's trying to teach me how to make my passion profitable. True. How to make it a business, how to make it scalable, and then how to make it to where that's paying me. The Cleaves Group is amazing, bro. That's and dope. what you're doing is amazing. And that's why we're having this conversation right now. I think that what you, the way your mind is... How old are you, by any, if you don't mind me asking? You? Oh, no, that's fine. I'm 24. You're 24? I I'm just 24. turned 24. See, so you in November 24. I'm April 24. What are you, November 24? Or? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I just turned 24 uh, October 27. Yeah, you were here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had some birthday thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I didn't get the invite. No, no, no. You could. I didn't know you yet. Yeah. I got you, though. I got you, though. <laughs> so, I'm the same way. I think I'm in April. I'm April. So, mm-hmm. um... And I'm not even trying to get into like the black zodiac shit and all that, you mm-hmm. know, third eye stuff. That's like a different conversation. If we're gonna talk about true wealth and spiritual wealth, that's a different conversation. Oh yeah, a whole different conversation. But when it comes to just stuff like that, you're definitely right. Um, we need to get to that point and, mm-hmm. and faster. And we will get there. And that's oh, what yeah. the Cleese group is about. Like my we have a, a concept or a thing that we talk about called the Midas touch. Mm-hmm. Everything we touch must turn to gold. Even if it's at our detriment, I'd rather have rich nigga problems than bad um poor nigga problems. For sure. Because at least I won't be hungry. For sure. And I know where I'm sleeping. <laughs> the thing about it is I I might be poor and I might be, <laughs> excuse me, I could either be poor or and down depressed. and bad. We'll say down yeah, and bad. Down and bad and depressed or I could be depressed riding in my Bentley truck to the mailbox to go check <laughs> what's going on. Talk about like it. the thing about it is like you still, you're going to have those type of issues without solving what's going on in your own head between the mirrors. But it's like, at least with the funds, you can solve a lot of the other problems. You True. know what I'm saying? And like, like, I feel like people say more money, more problems, but I'm a, I'm gonna have to experience that. Fuck I'm gonna have no, to get I need that, that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get problems. them problems. <laughs> <laughs> I need them problems first, Facts. and then we're gonna figure out how to solve. It. Facts. All right, I love it. I love it. This is a great program, great show. I know the streets love it. Uh, where can people find you if they want to know more about what you got going on? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at uh, Spiller underscore Solutions. S P I L L. E-R underscore solutions. Uh, me and my friends actually also just started a page on Instagram where we're trying to help people and drop tips and stuff. Y'all can follow that at uh, Black Wealth Renaissance. Uh, that's that's what we're trying to support. That's what we're trying to do. Let me know, bro. I need, I need the shout out. I need the support. I need oh, all of that. And you know oh, you know, I boom. So anything I could do to help, I'm going to just, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's collab. Let's figure something out. I try to tell everybody, let's win. 
Yes, sir. A uh, weekend, it's enough money out there for everybody. We all gotta eat. Talk about it. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't believe in our community. Man. Man. <laughs> That's why I'm getting contracts on so many people, bro. And it's sad because I don't even think I should have to because we don't do that in our community. It's like, I could give you the dap. You tell me this what's up. You send me the cash app. The bread is there. All right, you going to get your bread back. Right. Man, we can't even do that shit with us, bro. They try to treat us like white people. I got you like paperwork and everything. I'm like, bro, well, nigga, what's paperwork to me? I'm not, you not stopping to go to law. I'm not stopping to go to law. Hey, you going to go to the ops? <laughs> Man, I fucking hate these motherfuckers. But anyway, y'all know the name. Y'all know the face. Y'all know the name. It's your boy Clear Spell Talking. When everyone who knows me knows that talk ain't cheap and it usually ain't that deep. But I changed my name, so now it's Butter Baby. Everybody can't be Butter Baby. That's why they got imitation butter. They call it margarine. They can't believe it's not Butter Baby. 